Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? So, um, as you know, I made this like funny little post. I saw this mm-hmm. uh, plate. Of squid and onions <laughs> on the street the other How day. How did you know it was squid, by the way? <laughs> you can tell because of the flappies. It looks like little foreskins. We talked about this on Side Stories. It does. It looks like little, like where you'd hide a little penis. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's the it's the celebrity injectable yes. into their face to make themselves look younger. Well, I made this like funny little joke about how if you leave this uh, if you leave this plate of squid and onions out that the Scongeli man <laughs> will visit you and give you an Italian surprise funny joke everybody <laughs> yes it did very well yeah. on Insta and um, I was laughing about it with Natalie and I thought it wouldn't be funny such a funny thing like this idea that like the Scongeli man is like real right it's as real as our subject is today sure I mean like that type of thing being, he like, is you know, just as up. real as our subject today he is <laughs> um <laughs> But then I was like, what if I like did a thing where I went into the mirror and I said, the Scoongeely man, nine times. Sure. And like, so it happened. So, you know, and then Nat's like, sure, Henry, you're brilliant. You're the best lover I've ever received. Well, that's, I think you're, <laughs> um, I think you're adding a no, little bit there. She said a lot of stuff. She said, I, I wish I could carry your baby, but your semen's too strong. It needs to go in the drain. Wow. <laughs> that's what she said. I couldn't wow. ever bring your child to term because it'll rip out through my guts. Yeah, impregnating your own house then. And so I went into the bathroom and I shut off all the lights. I had smoked a little bit, but I thought it was fun. And I, I looked in the mirror and I, I you know, I, I started the ritual where I, I looked in the mirror dead in my face and I said, the Scongeli man. The Scongeli man. The Scongeli man. You have to say the Scongeli man? It's a part of the ritual. Okay. What number was I at? Three. You're at three. Are you going to do nine? The Scongeli man. <laughs> uh-huh. The Scongeli man. Five. The Scongeli man. All right. We're at the final countdown here. The Scongeli man. Scongeli man. Uh huh. And then I had to stop, right? I got to eight and I had to stop. Why did so you I figured, stop? Because well, I was did so. You start I started getting weird, but yeah, I started smelling it. I, so I was like, like but then it, it smells like onions. But I legitimately was eating squid in the house. <laughs> and then I go to sleep. Uh huh. And when he goes, not tonight. And then I posted on Instagram what I found this morning just this plate of what I can only describe as Scongeli <laughs> on my front step. <laughs> Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben with Henry and, of course, Marcus 
Parks. Um, I don't know, Henry. I feel like maybe I, I, Marcus. Where do I go with this Skunjili uh, man stuff? Perhaps uh, you could start with asking him what the fuck is Skunjili. We already know what Skunjili is. Isn't that it's it's the it's squid? <laughs> it's, it's what? Con- it's Italian conch. <laughs> it's Italian what? Conch. 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 What's conch? It's a shellfish. Well, it's Skunjili. <laughs> All right, I can't. I can't do this. Apparently, because I was like, you know, Skunjili Man is of normal height, perfectly normal height. He's about five foot seven. That's shorter than normal. No, he's a normal height. (laughs) And he wears like a bandolero hat and little boots. He's kind of like a twisted, twisted gondolier. <laughs> well, that just makes him a gondolier, I think. You never you'll never find a sane person who likes to float in the middle of a city the way that the gondolier likes to float. Well, folks, we have a topic today that is near and dear to my heart because you know where it began or you know where the true crime event of of this uh character began yep. was Wisconsin. Yeah. So that's yes. kind of exciting. Is it? <laughs> well, yes, it is a little bit. Um, today's topic, we have, we've been getting a lot of people who want us to cover this person, entity, idea, whatever it is. We're talking Slenderman. Now, to some of you, the topic of Slenderman might seem a little passe. A childish middle school obsession born from a young desire to find the best creepypastas on the internet, of which there what? are very few. Well, if you feel that way, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, I honestly think that you might be correct. I, that you are correct. But what I love is there's nothing better in the world than hearing Slenderman, or as several of the Wisconsin, the Waukesha police prefer to him as Slenderman, um, like Mr. Slenderman. Yeah. Um, he's, I, he's Jewish until proven otherwise. He, this story, hearing people take it seriously, yeah. is one of the funnest, funniest bits on the face of the planet, listening to Coast to Coast AM and them trying to take it super seriously and the, the guest host, the guy that was sitting in for, for George Norrie, one episode I was listening to, just being like, I gotta tell you, if you keep putting nasty names in, in, in the titles of these emails, I am not gonna read them. <laughs> <laughs> I would love I would love to see the Coast to Coast fan emails that just say, fuck you, hard out. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Well, for us, Slenderman has always held somewhat of a sideways fascination, partly because we get to see this modern-day myth created on something awful, and we get to see it spread through the X board on 4chan, back before the pole and R9K boards infected 4chan and took over the entire site. Something totally different now than it was back then. Well, now it's just a a grave of its former self. It's not even the real spot anymore. I believe it's 8chan that I don't even go to. I don't go into those... No. realms anymore. No. The only Chan I like is Jackie Chan. He did his own stunts, <laughs> and he even injured his own leg in Rush Hour, and he continued on filming Rush Hour 3. That was actually Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, that was Rumble in the Bronx when he jumped up. Because they showed it in the blooper reel at the end of the movie. That's right. That's right. And he was the first person to actually have a bone grow in the tip of his penis, but then he went and broke. Whoa. I believe it. Now, Slenderman has shown up on a few of our Creepypasta episodes over the years, usually yes. as an erotic joke. He's got a big, thick old cock. That's one thing we know about him. But we've heard that a lot about yet lanky guys. <laughs> yes, we have. 
Well, with the publication of Nick Redfern's book on Slenderman in 2018, which works yep. as our main source today, our view on Slenderman has somewhat shifted. Sure. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I mean, it's, ha- it has? When are you guys going to tell me what my view should be? I didn't know it shifted. I don't believe in Slenderman, and I don't believe in a Slender Man ever. I never believe in a Slender Man. I think anybody should have meat on their bones. But the one thing I do believe in is the Scongelian Man. <laughs> I know what you... I don't want to hear about Scongelian Man anymore. Well, Nick Redfern kind of approached the whole Slender Man thing from a different perspective. See, the thing about Slender Man is that there are plenty of people out there who believe he's real, just like people believe that Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, and the Loch Ness Monster are real. Mm-hmm. This tall, thin, faceless, white-skinned creature in a suit who stalks children and drives its victims to the brink of insanity became, in a very short period of time, something to talk about on Coast to Coast, a curious news story, and something to fear. Let me ask you something. You seem to be an expert on the Slender Man. I've seen him often in a very nice, it's, it's well-cut Italian suit. Does the Slender Man ever wear shorts? What about the summertime? Uh, well, we haven't really noticed him wearing shorts at this point. George. No, no, that's not a proper coast-to-coast AM. They always go, George, you know what I tell you? Maybe it doesn't come in some of my research, but a lot of the research points, there might be a summer version of the Slender Man. He might have a bathing suit. <laughs> well, you never know. All I know is why are you talking to me about Slender Man? I'm here to talk about the Scongeli Man. <laughs> it's taking hold. Yes, it is. In other words, Slender Man, in some ways, has gone from creepypasta to cryptid. But while Bigfoot lives in the forest and Nessie lives in the lock, Slender Man lives inside of the internet, the digital frontier, the last truly unknowable place on Earth outside of the deepest parts of the ocean. Cool, he's like Lawnmower Man, <laughs> yeah, man. but with a bigger ding-dong. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a hard X version of Epcot. <laughs> Is it possible that Slenderman became so famous because he looks like Jack Skellington and young girls want to have sex with him? You know, you, wow. You honestly, yeah. you're close. <laughs> Did I? Okay, am I good? I'm wow, you're, okay. you're really hitting close to the heart of this whole thing. Great. Yep. Now, looking through all the thousands of different websites about Slenderman, it's difficult to suss out the people who actually claim to have seen something like Slenderman from those who were just whipping up a big bowl of spooky spaghetti. But it's fun to hear some things that Nick Redfern puts in this book of he's like, and there's the terrible story of Linda Appleman. (laughs) She turned on her laptop personal computer and went into the bedroom and only to come out to see the eyeless, lipless face. Of the Slender Man. <laughs> Whoa, that is scary when you say it like Paul McCartney That's having he, sex with John Lennon. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Well, part of what makes the Slender Man story powerful is the purposeful mixing of fantasy and reality, which is obvious to us, but can be highly confusing to a developing mind. Mm-hmm. But this is also nothing new in the world of horror. When I was a kid, I 100% believed that not only was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre real, but I believe yep. it happened less than an hour's drive from the town where I grew up. It did. Uh, yeah, Marcus, are you are you kidding? I mean, but seriously, the idea of having a family of inbreds murder a bunch of people whose car is broken down that's very possible. You have members of your own family kill other people that their descents are also probably yeah. like really mixed up. You know what I mean? That some of the branches are kind of on top of each other in the family tree. You're actually Chop Top. <laughs> Man, I love music. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. If you haven't watched it, you must watch it. And just know it's Marcus's favorite movie. <laughs> and then throughout the entire film, you'll be like, yep, yep, yep. Yes. All yes, right. That tracks. I totally that tracks. makes sense. Music is my life. <laughs> <laughs> love, love Mr. Mosley. But the difference is that while it was terrifying to think that such a brutal massacre had occurred near my childhood home, there was no invitation from the Sawyers to join them in their secluded farmhouse for more fun family dinners. Mm. Unlike Leatherface, Slenderman is not a static character. The very nature of Slenderman begs for interaction and collaboration because the internet where the character of Slenderman lives is built on those two principles. I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm the Leatherface expert, but I am large and I do have homicidal tendencies and I would love to change my face and wear others as a mask. Um, what? What I'm saying is, I believe that Leatherface is actually extremely complex, and I think he wanted friends, and that's what they were... Leatherface is deep. Leatherface is one of the deeper of the maniac killers. Slenderman is a a mirror image of whatever you want to put into Slenderman. Do you want to be one of his proxies, sucking his Ah. dick for the rest of time? Do you want to be Bigfoot, strapped to a chair, getting your (laughs) legs put above your ankles, being forced, made love to you by Slenderman, his big, thick, and gorged cock? Do you want to be Chupacabra at dinner with Slenderman? Slenderman says, hey, let's go back to my house. We go back to his house. Next thing you know, your ankles are behind your ears, your chain to a chair, and you are just getting furiously made love to again by Slenderman. Okay, I do believe that Leatherface probably has a small dong. You think so? I I think so. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree too. It's okay. But the reason why Slender Man works is because it taps into something deep in the collective unconscious of humanity concerning the monsters we create within our own minds. In other words, the image of the tall, thin, terrifying creature is not new. Never be scared of the short, short man. <laughs> Do He's not. kind and he has a plan. This level of heightism is going to come back and haunt you. of the tall, white man. <laughs> you wait, you wait for the tall revolution in 2030 when people play this audio and you get canceled. <laughs> you wait. They're always scared of tall skinnies. No one's ever scared of a short Snoop round. Snoop Dogg, did you see the picture with Tupac and Snoop? Snoop is the size of a, he's a coat hanger. He's one of the best people of all time. He killed somebody. (laughs) He had to kill somebody. (laughs) Well, what's new here is that we gave this tall, thin, terrifying creature a name. And as we know, names have power. And, you know, yeah, you might say Slenderman's lame as fuck. And it kind of is. Yeah. But considering how Slenderman was linked to a string of deaths and attacks in the last decade, it's hard to argue that while he is lame, it's hard to argue that Slenderman doesn't have power. I, yeah, think man. The, I think the true bitterness comes from, and I feel this too, of all the various mysterious creatures and entities that exist, but that something as dumb as Slenderman got the golden laurel of true crime and have murders and attacks like placed at its feet. It's, yeah. It doesn't deserve it. No, <laughs> I mean, we live in a world where P.O.D. made grown men cry because they loved the music so much. <laughs> yeah, the world's not always fair, Henry. No. <laughs> that is like, yeah, sometimes the wrong, sometimes the wrong thing makes it big. P.O.D. did Huge. not, P.O.D. didn't deserve to be big at all. Yeah. And no. yet, us, there we were. <laughs> well, technically, 
As far as legendary monsters go, Slenderman is the newest on the scene when it comes to the big boys, knocking the infamous Chupacabra off the top slot when it comes to being the new kid in town. (laughs) What a rock and roll high school that is. (laughs) Cryptid High School has already been in development five times. Someone's someone's doing it. The problem is that they had like, you know, what's her name? Somebody from like Ellie, whatever her name is from the other show. No, I don't know. They just have a white woman playing Chupacabra, so they had to cancel it three different times. <laughs> well, only a Chupacabra should play a Chupacabra, so find me a Chupacabra. I think so. There needs to be Chupacabra representation in all the media. However, while the Chupacabra's origin is somewhat mysterious, Slenderman's origin can be traced to a specific date when it was freely offered up as a fictional being on a simple image board. That is the one truly fascinating thing about Slenderman as a 36-year-old man. I think our generation, because I looked up hashtag Slenderman on TikTok, right? I looked it up just to see what the kids were saying. Well, it's interesting to see the the people that are, because it started in 2009, the people that are 10 years older, 10 years younger than us were... 14 right. when Slenderman was born. We were already full-time adults, right? We do technically. I mean, we didn't live like it, but no. by age-wise. No, but you can't believe in Slenderman when you're mid-20s. Yeah. You can if you're on a lot of mushrooms. Well, yes, of <laughs> course. You believe in a lot of things. You're like 20, 24. We saw Slenderman be born, and we watched it grow. To us, it's we just kind of, I always knew it as essentially, I always knew it as a meme. I always right, knew it as right. just some dumb image. But these, the, there's a younger generation that grew up with Slenderman as an actual character. And there's, it seems to be a popular, this is just, uh, now I just, I don't know what the hell I sound like. I sound like, I, I don't know, like well. I'm grooming TikTok for myself. Where <laughs> the younger generations grew up with a more folklore version of Slenderman where they believed in it more wholeheartedly. And it became a part of their mythos. But is it on TikTok? Did he make it to TikTok? No, he's not like a partner or anything. <laughs> no, but I'm saying. Yeah, no, he's on there now. There's he is plenty on there. Okay. of. Oh, yeah, it's, it's piles and piles of videos. People oh, okay, talk about okay. Slenderman. Yeah. In June of 2009, a user on somethingawful.com named Eric Knudsen, going by the handle of Victor Surge. Yeah. Whoa! Are you telling me a guy with the last name Knudsen didn't stick with it for his little name on the internet? Well, he participated in a Photoshop free-for-all. You know, right now, like now you can see these types of Photoshop contests on like subreddits like Photoshop battles. Yeah. But the task was to take a normal picture and make it appear as if a paranormal event had been captured on film. So Knudsen took a black and white photo of a group of kids on a playground and photoshopped a tall, thin monster wearing a black suit into the background amongst some of the children. Because all the real villains wear a fucking suit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Honestly, it. but this picture was so scary. It this was, was scary. really cool. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Captioning the photo, he wrote this. We didn't want to go. And we didn't want to kill him. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Whoa. The photo was then attributed to photographer unknown, presumed dead. Hella scary, dude! (laughs) Fucking spooky, bro! It is scary! He then posted another photo of a group of young teenagers in the 80s and again photoshopped the disturbing, otherworldly figure into the background. This one read, quote, One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. 
notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished. <gasps> and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Dude, I'm sending chills down my big old spine. <laughs> it holds up. It is scary. It's because you're sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That second photo was attributed to Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. Whoa, bitch is dead. Hella fucking spooky, dude. Maybe she was driving through Texas (laughs) and she picked up a hitchhiker and ended up for dinner. (laughs) Unless she left out a plate of squid and onions. Yeah, you're going to say, you know, Skunjili Man, do not stop making (laughs) Skunjili Man happen. Now, obviously, Knudsen wasn't passing any of this off as real. The whole point was that they were faking these images to see who could make the scariest one. The last thing we need, Marcus, is an Italian cryptid. Can we just, how, can you edit out every time Henry says the words congealing man? I don't think that you can. I want an Italian cryptid to this. Absolutely not. I want to see where this goes. I want to see if Uh. Scungili man uh, fucking, I want to see if Scungili man shows up. Okay. I mean, the more you call to him, the more you let him in. The more you let him see. Oh, my God. The more the Scoongeely man knows, and the more he can use that against you. All he does is eat onions and disgusting sea creatures. <laughs> I don't know what else he will continue to do once he's done with the appetizers. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Scoongeely man, I mean, that shit's in L.A. Y'all are out in L.A. I'm still in New York. I don't got to deal with Scoongeely man. Scoongeely man is attracted to Crudo. <laughs> I don't. All right. <laughs> But somehow, Knudsen had tapped into something big, and within weeks, if not days, Slenderman was a bona fide meme on its way to becoming an established part of internet lore. Hmm. Now, the word meme has pretty much had all its meaning stripped away by the internet in the last decade, reducing a somewhat complex idea to a shorthand for funny picture posted on the internet. This is where we officially become, like, the boring older dude at a teenager's parties where we are trying to, like, be like, yeah, you guys think fucking memes are funny? Oh, you have a folder on your phone that says for memes only? Well, let me tell you something else. Memes actually can be pretty serious. Yeah. How many how many high school parties have you been invited to? No, I just watch them. You just watch them? Dressed with my bandolero hat on and my tiny shoes, my plate of squid and onions. watching us. Well, the word itself has actually been around since the 70s, coined by Richard Dawkins in his 1976 book, The Selfish Gene. His definition of a meme was an element of culture or an idea that has passed from one individual to another. For example, hmm. think of the Air Jordan logo. Yeah, buddy! I do every day, bro! <laughs> sure. This simple image, now recognizable almost anywhere in the world, helped spread American ideals through the cultural colonization of other countries, which has always been America's colonization tactic of choice. Yep. In addition to that, the logo also subtly carries Nike's ideas of brutal capitalism. And the image of Jordan dunking over the world carries Jordan's own ideas of winning at all costs. And all of this is conveyed in one simple monochromatic image. Man, now that you broke it down like that, that's fucking metal as hell. <laughs> well, there was a great, uh, there was a great meme. As a matter of fact, I saw the Detroit Pistons. They have the Jordan logo above them, above the word Detroit now on their jerseys. That is like such a win. Well, because he's been planning that for years. Yeah, he just won. <laughs> he's like, one day I will buy the Detroit Pistons fucking stadium. I will, na- I will fucking name it the Jordan like <laughs> the sports it's industrial crazy. zone. <laughs> In other words, a meme is essentially a thought virus, infecting people with information. And Slenderman worked much the same way 
but on a much smaller scale. Whereas hmm. the Air Jordan logo conveys athleticism, the simple, tall, white, skinny figure of Slenderman conveys a primordial fear. It's because the skinnies are evil. Skinnies hey, are scary. They're not. No, we're fine. I'm a skinny. I am a very he, skinny. And I can't help it. Yeah, he can't help it. He's a toffee, thin on the See, outside, fat on the inside. I don't view you as a skinny. He is skinny. No, a skinny. He weighs skinny. 135 pounds. No, there's I don't a weigh difference 135 between... pounds. I weigh 150 pounds. No, well, he's not that skinny. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that he is not skinny. I'm not. I'm saying that he's not a skinny. A skinny is one of the people that you could see like mm-hmm. the back of their shoulder bones. Well, that's that. It's a medical condition. That's some, that's someone who is struggling with with a certain eating. You can disorder. see the back of my shoulder bones when I take my shirt Only off. If you're really looking, you're supposed to see, you're supposed to be able to see the bone structure in a human being. I'm the healthiest one out of the three of us. Easily, I'm getting healthier. <laughs> Actually, is that true? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I drink a lot more. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'm at a crossroads here. <laughs> what? All right, can we get back to something less horrifying than, Mar- than Henry's health, Slender Man? Well, interestingly, this impossibly skinny nightmare creature has been around for millennia. Cave paintings found in Brazil from 9,000 years ago portray a terrifying figure with overly long arms and legs towering over other representations of humans that are perfectly normal. And I've seen these cave paintings. Not, you know, in real life. I saw pictures. But these cave paintings do exist. Yeah, man. They're scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying to see. There's also Der Grossmann, or The Tall Man. Another one. Which is is claimed to be a German folk tale. Oh. Yeah, I wonder where it comes from. (laughs) Yeah, Germany is where it comes from. Arriving in the 16th century, supposedly, Der Grossmann was said to be an incredibly tall and thin fairy who lived in the Black Forest and preyed on children. Working as a cautionary tale, Der Grossmann's M.O. was to chase children who snuck into the forest late at night, and if he were to catch them, he would whisk (gasps) them away forever to parts unknown. Cool. In another tale, Der Grossmann would tap on the windows of children. Just tap, 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 tap. Yeah, tap on the windows of children who stayed up too late and would again take them away to some other land. We are going to Kabul to hang out <laughs> for the weekend, Miss Shami Hagar. Sweet! <laughs> the Slender Believers say that there's a woodcutting from 1497 that proves that the image of Slender Man, as we know him, has been around for centuries. However, the woodcutting they're talking about, Der Ritter, is a fake. The, oh, no. The real version shows an anthropomorphized version of death piercing a knight with a lance. Yeah. But the internet yeah. but the internet added extra limbs and gave death Slender Man's eyeless, mouthless face. It's a, mm. it's a fucking fake. In fact, I don't even know if Der Grossman was an actual old for- folktale or if the entire story was a creation mm. of the internet. Even though stories of tall, thin creatures do show up in Irish, Scottish, Lakota, and Romanian folklore. All famously small people. <laughs> yeah, interesting how you're still obsessed with height. Um, so what's interesting is, I guess, the before Slender Man, before Skanjili Man, before uh, the Chupacabra was just the Grim Reaper, right? Yeah. Wouldn't the Grim Reaper be considered sort of a, a tulpa-type creature, a, a, well, a, a, a cryptid in its, in its own kind of right? This Somewhat. is a, we. 
This is literally an episode we should do. We should talk about the history of the concept of the Grim Reaper because mm-hmm. I don't know how old the what we know is the Grim the Reaper and all that. Stuff. I don't know how old that image is, mm. but it, it's interesting that these the stretched out characters. It might be born from our own nightmares. We had a really good uh, we had a really good email from a someone who worked in the psych industry. I called psych industry <laughs> uh, for, for side stories. We were talking about the man in the tall hat, like the mm. people seeing these sort of these entities mid sleep in uh, sleep paralysis. And he said one thing that the brain does is that it stretches things out to fill space. Is that it'll see a thing and basically it will fill it up. It, the brain kind of fills it up. And be- our brain is also we're good at seeing faces, but we're not good at making faces. So a lot of right. times in a half sleep, what we'll see are these big wide open mouths. No. Th- because you're basically watching your brain and experience lag, creating an image that it can't fully crystallize. So what we, and, and you're already at a high agitation state because you believe yourself to be paralyzed. You can't move. You are, you are paralyzed. You can't yep. move. And you see this thing and the apprehension kind of adds a sort of energy to that very image. And I wonder if it's just sleep paralysis and these things have been around since consciousness started. But even if Der Grossmann is a fabrication, it still tells us that the character of Slenderman took on a life of its own beyond Knudsen's original creation, making Slenderman a collaborative cryptid. Mm. But in Knudsen's creation of the character, he himself took inspiration from quite a few pop culture figures and at least one real-life series of crimes that could have been a case of imagination run wild themselves. As far as figures went, Knudsen gave Slenderman tentacles as a nod to Lovecraft's Cthulhu. I think Ooh. it's very generous that you said as a nod and not as a <laughs> complete rip-off. total ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cthulhu's Cthulhu. What's interesting, though, is that, well, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, Cthulhu don't own tentacles. He don't own tentacles. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> tentacles. You know who does own tentacles? Scoongeely Man and his many buckets. <laughs> yeah, you're going to bring him up again, huh? What's interesting, though, is that as a child, Lovecraft was also supposedly plagued by Slenderman-like creatures that he called Night Gaunts. Yep. Yes, yes. I always have a, whenever I have to take a liquid dump in the middle of the night, I call it my Night Gaunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> now it stays. <laughs> Rubbery to the touch, these creatures, who also supposedly appeared to Lovecraft's mother, arrived as living shadows without faces and they eventually made their way into the whole Cthulhu mythos as something different altogether. They eventually became like winged bat demons. Mm. Mm. Cool. As far as those real-life crimes went, Knudsen was also inspired by a bizarre case from the 1940s known as the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. But Marcus, you have to say it correctly. It's the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. <laughs> have you seen a gasser on that Mattoon over there? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, this person, the Mad Gasser, supposedly broke into two dozen houses in Mattoon, Illinois, over a two-week <laughs> period and victimized the citizens of the town, spraying them with a foul smelling gas that induced nausea, vomiting, and a debilitating effect that sounds a lot like sleep paralysis. Oh. With any luck, they'll call me Skunk Boy. <laughs> According to witnesses, the Mad Gasser was a tall, thin man dressed in black who would rob his victims blind, leaving behind only the pungent odor of the gas he used to immobilize the good people of Matoon. 
maybe they'll call me the Farty Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, yeah, check the years on this, and if you take this up to what... I wonder if there was any sort of copycat crimes of this nature in the 2000s, early 2000s in uh, Marquette, Wisconsin, where you went to school. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd like to trace some of the gas station cameras to some of the activities of the mad gosser on Marquette. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I went to Milwaukee. Marquette's the private school where Chris Farley went. Oh, the went. good one. <laughs> that, well, yes, Marquette is the good one. It's the, that's the, yes, I went to the public school. Milwaukee University, go Panthers. <laughs> now, this case was serious enough to warrant a visit from the FBI. And the entire town freaked out so bad that a statement had to be made by the local health commissioner. Yeah! This was that statement. There is no doubt that a gas maniac exists and has made a number of attacks. But many of the reported attacks are nothing more than hysteria. Fear of the gas man is entirely out of proportion to the menace of the relatively harmless gas he is spraying. The whole town is sick with hysteria and surprisingly low on gas. <laughs> uh, sir, it sounds like you might be the mad gasser. No, absolutely not. My gases are only the most delicious and fragrant of gases. Please yeah. sample some from my gas canister. Uh-huh. Why is that guy making excuses for the mad gasser? <laughs> yes, it is. Is still is I, ha- I will confess. <laughs> I will bad. confess. I've become John F. Kennedy. I will confess. <laughs> I have a warehouse filled with gas canisters that I must move. I don't understand. You're not taking this seriously enough. I was making love to my wife. A man broke in and put a bunch of smells in my room. Then I passed out. Then he robbed me blind. This is a big deal. Should never go to sleep with your wife. It's the first step right there. Sleep is up in bed. The gas put me to sleep. Not making love to my wife. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with 
horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and i was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue nile bling she's got on her right now get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more with code last podcast at blue nile.com that's fifty dollars off with code last podcast at blue nile.com blue nile.com Probably the most obvious visual reference when it comes to Slenderman are the men in black, who also wear black suits, are also often tall and thin, and more often than not, have pasty white skin. And sure enough, the ominous dreamlike, disorienting feelings that people report during men in black encounters are the same feelings people report after having supposed real-life interactions with Slenderman-like creatures. Hmm. See, after the Slenderman story started making its rounds, people began saying that they'd seen this creature before. Now, 99% of these stories were fabrications, of course, but I'm sure that at least a few of these people truly believed that they'd had an encounter. If you listen to any of the uh, Wild Lines calls from coast to coast, people have been afraid of skinny people for a long time. Because <laughs> they've seen some stuff, and they well, always call being in. like, I, I'm just calling to tell you, George, yeah, the other day I saw a man in a suit lying on the ground and I took a picture of it just to show my friends because they I knew that they wouldn't believe. I knew, and it, his suit was so black. Yeah, it was just a businessman who was hammered after after uh, happy hour. I think in the end I'm just so scared of the eventual fall of capitalism and what that will mean. <laughs> I'm not Powerful. ready for the ideological or physiological differences that a socialist universe will provide for me. Yeah, well, there you go. There you have it, folks. <laughs> From there, the story of Slenderman evolved quickly, and amateur writers all over the internet added to the mythos. 
Pretty soon, Slenderman was a passive-aggressive creature who stalked his targets for years, using fear and paranoia to drive his victims insane. Yo. Wait a second, is Slenderman my mother? <laughs> Honestly, it really could be your mother. As far as abilities go, Slenderman can turn invisible, sprout tentacles, control minds, and teleport. He can also cause nightmares, convulsions, exhaustion, vomiting, and hallucinations by infecting his victims with what's called slender sickness. Please pass him <laughs> over here to this side of the table. Yes, indeed. I'll take some of that. So by November of 2009, just four months after Slenderman's creation, the character had made its way all the way to Coast to Coast AM. Once George Norrie started talking about the phenomenon, he got caller after caller claiming, holy shit, I've seen that thing before in the real world. I can't believe it made it all the way to coast to coast AM. <laughs> well, nothing's like the, the follow-up articles. Of the, there was like several UK sightings of the Slenderman um, that were, I don't know how to put this. I, there were several sightings of the UK Slenderman. Right, the fourth, and that man that was in charge of it was an investigator. The only way to put it is that, you know, Nick Frost, the partner of Simon Pegg. Yeah, sure, love Nick Frost. Yeah, love what great. they do. Love Simon Pegg. Imagine a less masculine version of Nick Frost, <laughs> um, and that's the only thing that stands between us and the Slenderman. <laughs> okay, well, Nick Frost. I mean, in Shaun of the Dead, he did kill a lot of zombies. He, he did. was a pretty tough guy. He did, but I'm we saying less one, than that. Yeah, one step down. <laughs> Less than that. Less than one step down. I'm going to say a couple. I'm going to say a flight. Ah, okay. All right. Well, I don't feel so safe anymore. But. Now, all these calls to coast to coast, I mean, it all could very much be a case of bandwagon jumping. And it could also be that a lot of these people just saw a big, scary tree branch that looked like a tall, thin creature stalking them in the woods. Yeah. But other interesting things were happening on the Internet in 2009 besides just Slenderman. That was the same year that a bunch of terribly lonely men on 4chan all got together and began experimenting with the creation of tulpas. And these oh. keyboard occultists began calling themselves Tulpamancers. Tulpamancers. <laughs> well, that is a fancy way of saying virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's wrong with that. Really good walk nothing's back. Wrong with that. What a good moonwalk out yeah, of that. No problem. I... Think that these guys, it's interesting because we've talked about tulpas quite a bit on this show. Now, what we've realized over time, it's like we've talked about tulpas, but now I did a little bit more research in it. The original idea of a tulpa was supposed to be just like an envisioning of a a 3D version of a gift that you would give in Buddhist lore, Mm -hmm. like you would give to like an entryway point, like to a god or some sort of entity on their side. An offering. You would imagine you'd create an apple. Like that's an example in your mind, and you'd use that in your visual your visualization techniques during meditation, okay. right? But it has turned into a thing for nineteen year olds on 4chan in two thousand nine to want to create like a a fucking Pokemon with tits that they can fuck. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I mean, ostensibly these dudes were trying to create thought form energy ghosts out of sheer loneliness, hoping to conjure companions out of thin air using nothing but willpower and deep concentration. Yes, and indeed. it went from we well, can fuck these things to like, or I will use them as my many henchmen to get back <laughs> at the people that said I would never run a blockbuster, and now you'll see I fucking ruined blockbuster with my many floating bees. 
bees. Wow, Pokemon. I made a hundred bees, and they've all got guns, and one of them's my wife, and the other one's my new mommy, because she doesn't get my topas. She doesn't understand that I'm a topamancer now. I don't need a job. Well, indeed you don't. I'm not sure if you'll be able to get one anyway, so I'm happy you don't want one. Pokemon Go, Henry, what you're describing sounds more like a Pokemon Ho. Uh, wow. Um, um, been waiting for that one, huh? Wow. No. Is that like in your <laughs> I actually didn't want to say that. Wow. Did, what did you... I'm like... Uh, I'm so uh, upset. <laughs> yeah, let's take a second on that. This is just you... You've set us back. No, I know. I know. It wasn't good. That's a. That's bad. <laughs> We're back! <laughs> We're back! <laughs> However, if you listen to the stories from some of the Tulpamancers, as well as others who tried doing it long before 4chan did, Tulpas tend to have a mind of their own outside of their creators. For example, take Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Oh, honk honk! <laughs> it's appropriate now. I know! As we said on our episode, some speculate that Jeff was a Tulpa, a creation of the Irving family. But... Jeff didn't take orders from anyone. Yeah, dude. He was, however, still a freewheeling, fun-loving creature for the most part because he was the creation of a loving environment. Yeah, and it shows the difference between nature versus nurture. Yeah, sure. Sometimes you have to give love. You have to give love. You do have to give love. If you want your talking mongoose to not, like, rape a bunch of teens, (laughs) you gotta give love. You do have to give love. Absolutely. It creates a much better life for everyone. But if a good tulpa can be created then it follows that a bad tulpa could be created as well. Oh, no. And some think that while Slenderman started off as a throwaway Photoshop image, he was essentially brought into the real world through collective tulpamancy. Whoa! Make them remember me, Jason! But <laughs> Make them remember me, Jason! But normally, it's Freddy Krueger style. If you do believe in the idea of creating a tulpa, most tulpas, to be honest, they all go bad. They all flip into something and they create their own agenda. There seems to be Jeff was the most innocent of these ideas, if that's true. But people talk about that original Topa experiment when they created that the, the Philip experiment. And then there's also the stories of uh, Dion Warwick. Not surprisingly, not Dion Warwick. Dion ah, Fortune. Yeah, it's Dion Fortune. <laughs> oh, a better name, but also but less talented. <clears throat> okay. She created a this fat monk Topa. That's this kind of this famous, like this jolly fat monk that became again tall and thin, and evil. Huh. After a while, once it gained its own sentience, okay. if you believe all this, interesting. Yeah. Well, within just a couple of years of his creation, we started to see that there were, at the very least, thousands of people who were beginning to believe that Slenderman was an actual being with very real desires, wants, and goals walking the earth. Very real desires. He wants a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> he likes fucking snooch, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah? And butt. Yeah. I remember what it's attached oh to. Oh, my goodness. He's a horny, man. Wow. Slenderman's a horny horny dog guy. Well, huh? I'm sure we'll get to it. Now, most people just believe Slenderman was a boogeyman, an unknowable creature of death and destruction. Yeah. But you also had legions of lonely teenagers who were starting to identify as followers of Slenderman. Hmm. These kids were reading creepypasta stories and believing them to be true, or at the very least, pretending to believe they were true. Because, as I'm sure most of our listeners know, lonely kids do and believe in some weird shit. Of course. On purpose. The, kind of the point is to see 
who else wants to believe in your own little world with you? I, I really do think there's kind of a, it's a collective choice of your obsessions as a little kid that brings kids together. And yeah. there was something yeah. about Slenderman that I think that what you said is kind of true originally about the Jack Skellington thing, that he... They built out his mythos to have these proxies, right? That he had these little creatures that were around him, his sort of like slaves. It's highly, it's quote unquote, it's emo. It's for like goth 12 year olds. Who I would have been totally into it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. And they, there's something about belonging to a group. It's kind of like, you know, like when people say stuff like, schools weren't there for me, my mom and dad weren't there for me. So that's why I joined the gang. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. thing. I joined a, a gang. You have a great insight into what it is to grow up in a perhaps a lower income community, uh, <laughs> struggling to survive. Someone who maybe the streets wouldn't let me out. They wouldn't understand me. So that's why I joined the, the old peanut butter gang. <laughs> you joined the peanut butter gang. Yeah, it's a bunch of old guys, man. <laughs> okay, so Ooh. what do these? Do you bring the peanut butter? Or do oh they yeah, bring, you bring that's the initiation, peanut- man. You got to get buttered in, dude. You get buttered in. Uh, you've been molested. <laughs> oh my god yeah so you're gonna want to go to therapy for the next 15 Man, to 25 years i'm already years. in therapy do <laughs> i gotta pay her double now yeah you gotta triple that up well as henry said these followers identified themselves as proxies humans who did the bidding of slenderman but since there is no actual slenderman giving orders these proxies took existing slenderman stories and extrapolated trying to predict mm. maybe this is what slenderman would want Essentially, they created a self-driven belief system out of a meme, making a demigod from a Photoshop image. And if that ain't chaos magic running loose on Earth, then I don't fucking know what is. It's, that's the thing, is that it's compelling in the fact that they, they took it so seriously. Yeah, Their Little kids have the ability to really spin this out. And we watched this happen in real time over the last 11 years. Essentially, we watched it go from bullshit to bullshit that gets people killed. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, I mean, the collective unconscious of 12-year-olds is horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> and that's what brings us to Waukesha, Wisconsin. Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah, you okay. Yeah, okay. Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah, it's not Waukesha. It's not like the new Kesha album <laughs> but from the Midwest. I gave it the fucking Texas accent. I'm sorry, all right? <laughs> I'm very sorry. In 2014... The story of Slenderman jumped out of the internet and into the brain of a 12-year-old schizophrenic girl and her lonely friend. And the result would be a brutal attempted murder in the name of Slenderman. Marcus, I I do want to thank you for pronouncing Waukesha correctly. Yes, we did steal it from the Native Americans. um, But please, God, get it right. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I'm still halfway on the schizophrenic nature of this little girl. I think that this little girl is very dangerous, but we'll get into the story. Now, it's interesting that all this happened in Waukesha because the town, strangely enough, has a long history of vicious murder, unexplained deaths, and what appears to be a death curse. Fuck yeah. (gasps) Hell yeah, dude. That town has a death curse. (laughs) Yeah, it's called high cholesterol. (laughs) Oh, Henry! And it also has a nice dash of local folklore. Way back in the early days of settlement, the first residents told stories about a creature called the Water Man who lived in a hidden lair in the deepest part of the rivers. Not very creative, but that's fine. Well, he's in the water. He's a man. What do you mean? <laughs> the Skunjili Man technically has a lot more merit. It's a lot more depth to it than yeah, the Water Man. Yeah, but the Skunjili man. man isn't real and the Water Man's real. <laughs> we'll see what happens. 
This creature walked and talked like a normal man. And if he was wearing a hat, he could only be identified by the constantly wet handkerchief <laughs> hanging from his pocket. Yeah, uh, hot, hot enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why only my napkins are wet. Well, you know the water man would sound like, oh, I don't have an accent. They have an accent. <laughs> They're the ones, with, They're the the ones with the accent. They have an accent. Oh, You're not over here. I'm just here be- hanging out in the water. Water. <laughs> A hatless water man, however, meant certain death. Whoa. Get him a hat. Atop his Take Waterman to fucking lids. <laughs> yep, always, always. Atop his head were long tendrils that would drag unsuspecting victims into the water, much like Slenderman's tentacles were often used to subdue potential targets. Is it possible that white people just don't know how to swim? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a cautionary tale. This is the type of thing that you tell children so they don't go near the water and accidentally drown themselves. That's where most folklore comes from. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Wisconsin is full of Ger- Germans and Norwegians. We're drowning people. You're drowning people. You guys do sink in. You're heavy bones. Yes. Uh, but the... the- the waterman and these type of things, what's called a, it works on a, a circuit. It's a way to, technically this is secret schools in a, the tiniest version where you tell a story right. in order to not convey the other, the boring information of like, you shouldn't swim in there, it's dangerous. Because as soon yeah. as they say, oh, it's dangerous, heck yeah, me and the peanut butter gang are going down there. <laughs> me yeah, and, the and Gerald butter. and Mortimer from the peanut butter gang. Yeah, but those going are two grown men. Oh, yeah, men. super grown, overgrown. Yeah. Overgrown. <laughs> yeah, Teach me how true. to grow. I also think it's kind of amazing that parents came up with the water man instead of teaching their children to swim. <laughs> you know, I, my parents were very good about that. They threw me in the water right away. I'm a great swimmer. They try to kill you. Yes. And I keep on coming back like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Well, the story of the Waterman is actually Slavic in origin. They called him Vodyanoi. And this Ooh, ori- that's cool. Yeah, Vodyanoi. And this original creature, with the face of a toad, enticed <gasps> victims to the water's edge and dragged them into the water with horrible, slimy tentacles. Marcus, how does that make you feel? I'm fucking horrified. I hate, I hate, I hate toads and a fucking monster with the face of a toad. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. Think, all right, let's say the like the hottest body you've ever seen, mm-hmm. right? Right, big huge butts, but face of a toad. Yeah. Well, everything is nullified by the yeah. face of a toad. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Yeah, because it's no longer a human. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the folklore, and naturally, no actual deaths were ever attributed to the Waterman of Waukesha. Mm. The story of the Hilla farm outside of Waukesha, however, is a different story. This farm was said to be cursed, and a <gasps> decades-long string of violent and mysterious deaths seemed to confirm that claim. In 1898, the wife of German immigrant farmer John Hilla was struck with a mysterious illness. Now, the doctor on site never figured out what the illness was, because he ended up accidentally killing Margaret Hilla after accidentally giving her poison instead of medicine. It's a bit of a mix-em-up. That's a mix <laughs> You should never keep your poison needle right by your, like, um... Always oh, separate them. Mark yeah. them with a Mark marker. Them. You put a little pee on it for poison is always good. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But then also, oh, my God, what's the freaking drug in, in Tylenol? Uh, acetaminophen? Acetaminophen. <laughs> no, it starts with a P. You said it. What? 
Acetaminophen. That's what's in Acetaminophen. That's no, what's in Tylenol. I'm talking about the thing that came. <laughs> Never mind. Is this the worst moment in radio that's ever? <laughs> no, we're, this is all going to be edited out. No, I'm saying it's it starts with the P. It's it, it ha- it's the drug penicillin. Penicillin's not in Tylenol. Not in Tylenol. It's an antibiotic. I don't. I'm just saying, don't put the poison right next. Don't put the needle of poison right next to the needle of penicillin. We've come. That's a long what way. I wanted to say. We come. We walked a really long route to get to this. Yeah, I know that, but it was worth it, wasn't it? Just say this congealing man nine times. Just do it. Just say. You want it. me to try? Maybe later. Well, broken hearted. John Hilla died soon after his wife, and his three children took over the farm. But they, too, would die under either tragic or bizarre circumstances. The first was crushed to death by a bull, trampled to a pulp in a workplace accident. It happens on a farm every once in a while. Damn. You're very, you're very humble. Like, yeah, that's a little bit like, oh, that happens. <laughs> trampled by a bull is not even in one. T- that's not the top 1,000 causes of death. My brother was almost killed that way. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, no it, it fucking happens. Man, people work so much harder than us. Yes, they do. (laughs) The next two children died in quick succession after being swept up in a bizarre blackmail plot. See, as I said, the Hillers were German. An anti-German sentiment in America was running pretty high during World War I. So in 1918, the Hiller family hired a farmhand named Klaus, who worked with an accomplice to blackmail the Hillers. Klaus and his friend told the family that if they didn't pay up, he would report all of them as German spies. Damn! But instead of paying, William Hiller grabbed his shotgun, killed Klaus's accomplice, then killed himself in his barn after shooting his horses and his dog. I'm sure this guy wasn't fucking Polish? Yeah, what <laughs> He just world? got out of the blackmailing thing. Why would I you mean, then kill everybody in the, by the horses <laughs> and the dog? Yeah, what the horses do? I mean, leave the horses alone. I mean, come on. And now. the dogs. Yeah, what's, what's going on here? Bereft with grief, the last Hilla killed herself by drinking arsenic and slashing her wrists. Shit. 20 years later, a couple named the Ransoms moved in to the same farm. And in short order, two grandchildren were killed, one by drowning and another crushed to death by farm machinery in the same barn where William shot himself. This place needs to be burned to the ground. Yeah, there's something going on there. (laughs) Something's in the water or the cheese curd. Something's happening. And reportedly, the last person who owned the farm said that while there was no violent death while he owned it, he regularly saw shadowy figures wandering the grounds. That might also be his mind playing tricks on him because he bought the fucking death farm. Well, could be, but did he know it was the death farm he knew before it was the he death reported farm. it? Everyone in Waukesha knew it was the death farm. Okay. Did he get a deal on it or did they charge him <laughs> double? I don't think that it works like that. Maybe who who knows? Nowadays, he, I think you charge double. He absolutely got a deal on it. Like Actually, like last weekend, me and uh, Carolina took a little uh, road trip. We drove up to the Amityville house, the, uh, the yeah. fucking, yeah, the um, DeFeo murder house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every house around it is extremely nice, well manicured, but the DeFeo house is run down. The windows are all fucked up. Like there, there's a, it, the paint job is bad because I think at least that the DeFeo house goes for a lot cheaper than all the rest of the houses in the neighborhood. And the people who bought the DeFeo house didn't necessarily have the funds to keep up a house that big. It takes sure. a lot of money to do yeah. all the maintenance. And then also, but there's also the other side of being like, 
are they just like us? And we're like, we need to make this place look as fucking creepy as possible. <laughs> Could be. And the inside's just spotless and modern and incredible. All I know is if I was a kid on that block, Halloween is extra fun. Go to that house, they got they have to get full size Snickers bars. Oh, they fucking <laughs> better. Yeah, they better get full size Snickers bars. But the Hilla Farm curse wasn't even the only incident of tragic death and murder in Waukesha. In 1921, the decaying, bloated body of a boy killed by a violent blow to the head was found floating in an old quarry outside of town. He was wearing clothes and shoes much nicer than those worn by the folk in Waukesha, so the local press, somewhat cruelly, began to refer to him as Little Lord Funtleroy. They're roasting the bloated corpse of a he had nicer shoes? They, they are doing oh. the reverse. Bitter making fun of a fashionable well. dead boy. Oh, yeah, you know. He flew too close to the sun. Yeah, I guess somebody has got time to go do all the shopping. And he did go different stores trying to coordinate his shorts and his shirt. I guess he would have time enough to end up dead in a quarry. I guess so. I don't know. I'm too busy working to end up dead in a quarry. Well, I don't know if that's true. Buddy. I got to go work. Work at the quarry. Yeah, you might die in a quarry. You do understand that, right? My goal is to die next to the quarry. <laughs> well, that's also possible. Well, little Lord Fauntleroy's body was never identified, but in 2015, a psychic named Marie St. Clair claimed that the boy had been killed by a slim man in a dark suit. Yep. <gasps> Although... That claim was made after Anissa Weir and Morgan Geyser rebranded Waukesha as Slenderman USA. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. I will say, <laughs> Slenderman USA is an incredible fashion line. But I hate the cuts of their shirts. They no, only do show us. off my tits. Uh, but I also find it interesting, as you go through this, I find different search results if you type in Slenderman as one word, and Slenderman as two words. They huh. are all Slenderman, our Slenderman content. Okay. But everybody can't seem to agree as to whether or not Slenderman is one word or two words. What if you hmm. put the hyphen in there? He's not married to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Conscious uncompling. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest. And I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish. Wow! I just gotta learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm gonna be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, I'm sure most of you followed what is often erroneously called the Slenderman murders as it was happening. Or you at least watched the overly long HBO documentary about the crime called Beware the Slenderman. There's yeah. another newer overly long <laughs> Slenderman documentary on the Reels channel that is also an hour and 45 minutes. Oh. And it's them, that's where the Slenderman, they keep calling him the Slenderman. <laughs> again yeah. And again. He has, I will say, for all of the impact that Slender Man has made, he has not done well with cinema no. or TV. No. That movie Everything sucks. about him <laughs> that in Slender the artistic movie. sphere is bad. It fucking sucks. Marble Hornets, I'm going to get in trouble probably with no, the younger generation. I hate Marble no. Hornets. Yeah. I hated Marble Hornets. Yeah. But to give you a refresh, in 2014, two 12-year-old girls named Anissa Weir and Morgan Geyser discovered the Slenderman character on the Creepypasta Wiki, and pretty soon, both had come to believe that Slenderman was real, or at least they were pretending to believe he was real. I think they did. Now, Morgan Geyser sort of had an excuse, because she was in the throes of undiagnosed childhood schizophrenia, which mm. is a malady that her father suffered from as well. 
and this is my most hot takey topic. This is my most hot takey version of this is that I wonder about this little girl. Morgan Geyser is a troubling, she's a troubling person. I wonder what she did that also was purposefully mimicking her father's own symptoms and the things that she heard to talk about. Because when you hear the interview, the police interview with Morgan, she throws her friend under the bus so fucking fast. She's 12. I'm just saying it, it there's there's some conscious thought happening here. There's some plan going on here that is a, I don't know. We'll get into it. It's very complicated. You know, yeah. I mean because that's the thing is that you know, she did begin hallucinating ghosts at the age of 3. And that wasn't just her saying that like I've seen ghosts since the age of 3. It was her mother saying it as well like she used to have full-on hallucinations. Yeah, I used to see a man in a bandolero hat. And <laughs> Could shoot? you not, please? <laughs> see him all the time as a kid, this this thing. But I didn't know what it was. Yeah, what's, was a, what is, what's the name of this person? At the time, I just thought he was a friendly Italian neighbor. We grew up in a sort of Italian neighbor, uh -huh. Italian and Latino. So I assumed that he was, a, but I guess, I mean, he was, it always smelled like weird. He smelled strange, but I just figured that was because he was always at the fresh bait shop. <laughs> yeah, was it onion smell? Yes. Huh. I wonder who it could be. But Anissa had no such mental defect. Instead, it seemed as if she just got caught up in Morgan's delusion, yes, anding herself into playing a part in the brutal attempted murder of one of her classmates. See, Morgan and Anissa had come to believe that they were proxies, and if they were to demonstrate loyalty, then they thought that Slenderman would take them away to live in his mansion located in Nicolette's National Forest. Oh, Eventually, Geyser claimed to receive a message from Slenderman that gave her a choice. Either murder her best friend Peyton David and go live in the Slender Mansion, or watch as Slenderman murdered both her and Anissa's families. I like that Slender Mansion. Uh, no, I want cool. a wide mansion. Yeah. I want a large mansion. I <laughs> well, want a lot of room in Slender. I no, I don't railroad like railroad mansion. I don't want to be in a railroad mansion. Well, no. I mean, it could. it's better than not being in one. I'm going to need a ranch-style mansion. <laughs> well... But my question is that what it seems to be from what the breakdown of that reels documentary actually did a good piecing together of the tenuous relationships of a bunch of 12 year olds. But Peyton was a new friend, right? To Morgan and Anissa. Anissa and Peyton began, began to get really close. Morgan was very possessive over Anissa. And something happened during this time period where this, this Slender Man issue came up. And much like as we see often in pairs that kill, one is the driving force and one's in the sidecar, right? Where Morgan, Morgan started pitching this idea of like, maybe we could be proxies of Slenderman. That became a thing. Sure. Became in their own, within their inner mythos. Then became, I think we gotta kill Peyton. <laughs> but it became, <laughs> right. we gotta kill Peyton because Peyton and Anissa started becoming super, super close. I'm sometimes scared of women friendship circles. <laughs> These There's are a lot of circles. I'm scared of the worst. I'm more, I mean, that's even scarier. You know, this is what happens if Cartman was a real person and actually fed someone else their own parents in a chili cook-off. <laughs> this is what episode, happens. The best episode in the world. That's very good. Very good. Man, it feels so weird to hear you talking about, like, and then Morgan was talking know, to Anissa. I know, because like, they're 12 Anissa years old. And Peyton were, like, getting, like, too close and, like, like, it's just so like, stupid. <laughs> it's true. It's it really weird. weird. I found it. I was like me yelling that at Natalie. She's like, that's great. The children. Great. The babies. Well, the night before the attack, 
Morgan had a birthday sleepover, and both Anissa and the eventual victim, Peyton David, were the only guests. After a breakfast of donuts and strawberries, Anissa, and it's a great breakfast. That's unreal, dude. (laughs) That is a Wisconsin breakfast right there. No, man, you got brats in there. Not for breakfast, I like a sliced... One of those like nice like lunch sausages, like one of the TV sausages. This is breakfast. I, that's what I eat for breakfast: sliced cheese, sausage. You're not a twelve a year old girl who's about to kill their friend. You need to carbo load and also get that be strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anissa and Morgan, after breakfast, lured Peyton to David's park, bringing along a five inch steak knife to use as the murder weapon. But when it came time to kill the girl, Anissa couldn't do it. So Morgan grabbed the knife from Anissa's hands and stabbed Peyton 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso as Anissa watched. Peyton collapsed, and her two assailants left her in the woods to die while they cleaned her blood off at the local Walmart. Satisfied that they had sacrificed their friend to Slenderman, they then started walking down I-95 toward Nicolette's National Forest, absolutely convinced that when they got there, Slender Mansion would be waiting. But no one told them, and they didn't think about this, that Nicolette National Forest was 30 miles from the murder site. Uh, No, it's actually 300 miles from the murder site. Jeez, I mean, either way. 12 years old. It might as well well have been. And and I know Anissa was like, but this is then you go into the the mind of kids where Anissa was like, and we knew that it was going to be a long walk, so I yeah. brought plenty of these healthy gummies so we can get our sugars up so that we could walk. Aww. And it's just really sad. It's very yeah. sad story. Yes. Yeah. And they were picked up on I-95, five miles into what was supposed to be a 300-mile journey on foot. And ah, bo- they were so close! <laughs> and both were promptly charged with attempted murder as per a Wisconsin law that allows anyone over the age of 10 to be tried as an adult. Now is ever since we allowed a nine-year-old to be mayor of Waukesha. <laughs> yeah, you got to. And we realized uh, nine's too young. But as soon as he turned ten and we sentenced that first man to death underneath the Mayor Tyler, yeah. we knew that actually ten years old makes you an adult. Yes, apparently it does. I don't think they should have been tried as adults. No. After, that is me. No, I agree. After it was all said and done, Anissa was sentenced to 25 years in a mental health facility, while Morgan was sentenced to the maximum term of 40 years to life in a mental health facility for first-degree attempted murder. But what's really fucking creepy about this whole thing is that the night before the attack, Coast to Coast AM had a long discussion about Slenderman. Specifically on the possibility that Slenderman had become a tulpa created by the internet. The guest, Bill Murphy, actually speculated that the combined power of global thought surrounding Slenderman could actually be enough to bring him to life. And the next day, that exact thing seemed to happen in Waukesha. You gotta go fight club with it. You can't talk about it. You, you shouldn't be doing the show then. Coast to Coast AM is desperate for content. But if this Murphy guy is like, well, if you keep on talking about Slenderman, a bunch of kids are going to kill uh, another child. No. Slenderman, 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 you gotta <laughs> shut up. They, for a while, they just thought that Slenderman would just keep showing up in pictures and like innocent shit. Everybody that's involved in the cryptid world never thinks that one of their beloved cryptids is going to be involved in a murder. But they don't know what would happen if you even try to invade a home of the Bigfoot. They're so private. Oh, that's absolutely true. 
Peaceful, though, from my understanding. Yes. Now, but they will stand their big foot ground. They will. And they will make love to your wife. Well, <laughs> if that's so desired. Now, it could be that these girls heard this broadcast and took it as a sign. They did I, not hear fucking Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> yeah. They weren't listening to AM. Yeah, right. yeah. We yeah. moonlight as truck drivers. <laughs> We're the only 12-year-old girls. Yeah. We just love George Norrie's hip, cool voice. What me and Anissa like to do sometimes when we work in third shift over at the tire factory is that we like to go to 7-Eleven, put on Coast to Coast AM, drink yeah. our hazelnut coffees, and then we get some jerky, and then... We coordinate our shits. <laughs> yeah, I found it very hard to believe that a bunch of 12-year-old girls were sitting around listening to Coast to Coast AM at a fucking slumber party. <laughs> no, I don't care not. how much into Slender Man they were. No, Definitely it, not. No, it fucking Coast to Coast AM is for post-divorces and pre-divorces. Yeah, yes, yeah, and people going through a divorce. Yeah, you guys remember when you were at fucking sleepovers and you were 12 years old and you just surfed the AM band to see what was out there? Well, actually, uh, I think it's, well, no, man, we were eating Pizza Hut to it. Someone threw up. We would watch scary <laughs> movies. Pizza Hut was always consumed until somebody threw up. One really? of my friend group, someone had to always throw up, start crying, and go home. There was always like <laughs> five dudes. One can't handle the fucking Pizza Hut. He fucking, he bit off, literally bit off more than he could chew. What? At 12? Oh, yeah, dog. Huh. Fucking, we used to get up in it. You, started, you should start drinking by 12. Shouldn't you have more fun than that? Yes, you, no pizza yeah, party. No. You were not raised. It's yeah. for nine. It's for nine-year-olds. You were literally not raised. Yeah, you were not raised. Yeah, m- most most kids were still at 12 years old, like, having a fun time uh, and not. We had a great time stealing Keystone Light from one of my dad's friends. Or from no. one of my friend's dad's. I was molested. <laughs> that's what I'm here to say. Oh, you were also a member of the peanut butter game. Peanut butter game. That's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got mad at me because I brought chunky peanut butter yeah. over the first time. I hate all these chunks. You yeah. get lost in your yeah. tendril of hair a little Right. More. Yeah, that's disgusting. Well, furthermore, the plan to kill Peyton David was decided upon days before the slumber party even occurred. So while this isn't a simple cause and effect, the synchronicity is eerie as fuck. Dude, they said that they were fucking planning the murder since December. Man. They were planning the murder for fucking months. This is what I'm saying is that, like, that's why it points towards some other weird impulse. Because schizophrenics don't necessarily murder. We talked about this with Herbert Mullen. Just because you have, like, it's actually very rare for you to flip into hurting other people. It's way more obvious. It's way... It happens way more that you hurt yourself. Sure, yeah, this is why. People. Or other if people you're a parent, you. if yeah. you're a parent, you just got to go knock, 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 knock on the door, open it up, and be like, "What you guys talking about?" So, what you talking about? And if they like shuffle a bunch of papers around and like put them underneath their desk and just be like, "Oh no, oh, you know, I'll do math. what my mom did." Like, okay, are you really talking about math? What I are you will, talking about? I will do what my mom did to my older sister, which is you literally remove the door to the room. My, well, they did that move. That's they probably just, not. They great. just removed the door and they removed it, and then it led to a, a lot of drama. Yeah, no, yeah. that would make no, sense. They yeah. escalated. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yes, well, they. Yes, they I did. mean, the, the schizophrenia thing, like, yeah, it may not have had anything to do with it because the Waukesha stabbing was only the first in a string of attacks and deaths related to Slenderman in one form or another, and strangely, Damn. most of them involved teenage girls. The vast majority involved teenage girls. You know, say what you want about Terry the Gnome. Yeah, he's mean-spirited, but he has never inspired anyone to kill. (laughs) 
nah, the only thing I like to do is I like to get out a squirrel and ride it until it falls asleep. Yeah! <laughs> oh, Terry. I'll throat fuck a fucking woodchuck if I can get at it, but I tell you what, yeah. my cock ain't big enough, but my head is. Wow, Terry the gnome organically coming up in the episode. Yeah, you did this. You threw Terry the gnome at me. I just, I've been thinking about Terry the gnome and laughing. Well, so that's very good. Well, a week after Waukesha, a 13-year-old girl in Ohio obsessed with Slenderman attacked her mother with a knife, cutting her Jeez. neck, slicing her face open, and stabbing her in the back. Three months later, a 14-year-old girl set fire to her house using a bathroom towel soaked in alcohol while her mother and sibling were still inside. Thankfully, both survived, but it was found that this girl was also a Slender fan. Damn. She took out because she said it was the uh she was trying to kill Slenderman. She said that the Slenderman was in the house and that was the only way she could save her family was by setting the barn on fire. Damn. But perhaps the most bizarre and tragic of stories related to Slenderman involved the Pine Ridge Reservation suicides. Between 2014 and 2015, 11 Lakotas, aged 12 to 24, committed suicide on the reservation, and over 100 more attempted it. Now what? We, yeah. Now, we know these suicides probably are more related to the absolutely atrocious conditions of our nation's reservations, where the government asked natives to survive impossible situations and a slow continuation of the genocide that started centuries ago. Uh, no way, Marcus. I think it's <laughs> Slenderman. <laughs> There's no way it's the failings of our country in any way, shape, or form. It's got to be Slenderman. Slenderman. Yeah. yeah, well, Slenderman didn't help. <laughs> That's all. I mean, he did not. That's all. Yeah, Slenderman helping them. It's not, it's not good. But what's somewhat chilling about the 2014-2015 suicides is that Lakotas actually have a legend of a suicide spirit known as Walking Sam. Sometimes oh. also called the tall man. Man, it's always one of them. Do not, do not get into your heightest rant. It's <laughs> always one of them. You never hear the tomato man. <laughs> well, that's because the tomato man isn't able to kill. The tomato man's not real. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Lakota creature, seven feet tall and slim with long limbs but no mouth, wears a black stovepipe hat like Abraham Lincoln and has the ability to control minds. Ooh. Now, most likely, this spirit is one of those tales that's meant to explain something that seems unknowable. In this case, Walking Sam is depression, because it's not like clinical depression hasn't been a part of humanity from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But in 2015, some said that it was Walking Sam who inspired a whole group of teenagers to hang themselves all at once from tree branches, although Damn. they were thankfully saved at the last minute after the ropes had already been hung. They were about to do it. Damn. Do you think this is fucking... I'm, this is a George Norrie question. Do you think kids are more psychic? Like, do you think that kids share collective thoughts more easily than adults and stuff like this? Like, literally, a meme living... Like, it is a walking Sam, this concept. First of all, all of this sounds like an indigenous people's version of anime, which is fucking <laughs> great. Like, it, it's like fucking serial experiments lane. It's like, this is a very interesting story. But do you think that they feed off each other more 
than adults do. Like, we get more isolated as we get older, and this is easier for them to have, like, group think. Well, I, I do know that uh, teenage suicides cluster, without a doubt. Like, once, yeah. like, that that happens a lot, you know? And, and there was other, of course, like, other stuff going on on the uh, Lakota reservation. There was a lot of... Yeah, yeah it's awful. Yeah, it was yeah. not good. It's, <laughs> it's was good a, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. No, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think teenagers are definitely more susceptible to group think. I don't know if that's uh, a psychic thing or not, but they're definitely more susceptible, especially in this situation. Although, I'm going to say uh, adults are pretty good at it, too. No, I'm not <laughs> talking about point, that. That's I'm going to give them a nod. This is something else. This is like an emotional. The fact that you had a bunch of kids, because they said they talked about walking Sam, even though right. obviously they are sad for and they are depressed either clinically or for straight up just exterior normal reasons to be incredibly sad and incredibly distressed. Sure. But they talked about walking Sam as if it was real. And it was a, a group of kids talking about walking Sam as if it was real. So there's there's something about their actual sharing of it that oh, kind of did something. There, there was something about it. I mean, you know. Well, as a kicker. At least one of the Lakota kids who were successful in their suicide was said by investigators to have been influenced at least partly by the story of Slenderman outside of Mm. Walking Sam. Now, I suppose the question here isn't whether or not Slenderman is real, because we know Slenderman isn't real in the sense It's not real. No, we know it's not real, at least not in the sense that the three of us are living, breathing entities with real feelings, desires, and hopes. Because we are real people. The three of us are actual, real human beings. I mean, you're just an image on a computer screen, so I don't know if you're still real. (laughs) But I look at Kissel, and for my amalgamation of whatever I've created of you, is yes, you are... You have become real to me. I don't know if you exist when I leave. <laughs> you guys have hopes? <laughs> oh, man. You I'm, guys are still holding on to those. Yeah. I've been switching them. I don't call huh. them hopes. I call them mopes. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? The question is what sort of power does the character of Slenderman have? Because while the argument could be made that Slenderman is encrypted at the internet, he's really closer to the old creatures of folklore. I mean, for example, no fringe scientist is writing a paper about the foot ridges left in Slenderman tracks. Nor mm. are people calling press conferences saying they've got Slenderman's body in a cooler. If they do, they have just killed a person and they put them in a suit. You tell me, you tell me that every single media outlet in the country would not show up. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, I got Slenderman. I got him. It would be huge. Like, oh, my God. That's just Eddie Redmayne. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Leave Eddie Redmayne alone. I think he's a great actor. Fuck him. Fuck his big, long mouth. (laughs) Fantastic Beast was terrible. I hate hate that fucking movie. We walked out. What did you like? Natalie's a fucking super fan all that bullshit me we too walked out oh, of that that now it comes out <laughs> natalie loves red maid well, no, no natalie loves harry the, potter the world of harry potter yeah as do i it's very fun it's very comforting the, the she jealous- has no alignment to eddie red maine she said this sure? like, she specifically said this yeah but, he was terrible well you, I mean, you pressed it obviously yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i brought it i came up okay well, and also, unlike Bigfoots or Chupacabras, it's not like there's a species of Slendermen. There's not a bunch of Slendermen running around. Slenderman right. is- come to L.A. <laughs> Slenderman is singular. There's only one, which makes Slenderman more of a living story and a powerful one at that. Yeah. If the phenomenon could be compared to anything, I'd compare Slenderman to Santa Claus. While Santa Claus is not real in the concrete sense, the story of Santa Claus influences the behavior of millions of children every year, making him a highly consequential figure to a large percentage of the Western world. 
Santa Claus is a living story. You're not going to give a trigger warning to that to the parents listening with small children in the room right now if, that Santa Claus isn't real. If you're listening you to this, if you're listening to this show and your child still believes in Santa Claus, your child shouldn't be listening to this fucking show. That's true. What if their <laughs> child is 13 years old? I tell you and what, still wants to believe in Santa Claus. Why are you doing away with the wonderful they, world of childhood? Because they need to know. Because you know how many years I spent racked with guilt. Because I started early with tugging it. Right, I started early with masturbation. Sure. And how many times I had masturbated. Knowing, Why? knowing fully on in my child mind that Slender, that it's not Slender Man, that Santa Claus was watching me, I still <laughs> did it, and I guess that's what made me a perfect candidate for the peanut butter game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of those guys looked a lot like Santa Claus. Uh, I never believed in Santa Claus. My parents wouldn't let me. So. Wow. That's where this comes I from. That's no where the bitterness. Though. I destroyed everyone's mythos when I was growing up because they'd be like Santa Claus and be like, oh, "Are you that stupid?" And I was like four years old. You were wow. actually more as a libertarian as a four year old <laughs> than <laughs> now. Yeah, probably. Wow, this really explains so fucking much. Wait, you believed in Santa Claus, Marcus? Yeah, you fucking yeah. psychopath. Why would your parents <laughs> lie to you like that? I would have been so livid if I found out my parents lied to me like that. Well, they lied to me about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they really so, did. Yeah, instead, your parents took you to anti-abortion rallies. I would so much rather. Have you believed tell me in that Santa those Claus. babies aren't on tongs. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that that's not that's not a, a chopped up fetus? I'm it's so, very real. I'm so sad for you. Yeah, it was an interesting childhood. <laughs> that uh, I'm glad that we got really deep into your yeah. into this part of you. Yeah. at the very end of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Slender Man would be a better Santa Claus. He can fit down the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> well, so think about that. That's the thing, is it? Yeah, Slenderman is much the same as Santa Claus, albeit on a much smaller scale. And although Slenderman these days, I mean, he's a joke, and he was made even worse by what you know. You, got, I didn't watch the fucking Slenderman movie. Ugh. I heard it was Ugh, absolutely it. fucking terrible. Ugh. I have to tell you this: it takes a lot for me to turn off a movie. I can sit through like a lot of horrible movies, especially in the horror genre. This was such an affront to the whole genre that it had to be turned off. Yeah. But even so, it's still fascinating to think that humanity has the ability to create new creatures that have consequence, even if they are sometimes monsters. What is... Oh, my God. I smell squid and onion. Squid <laughs> get squid-queely, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Italian cryptid? Is that the I'm coming to get you? Yeah, it's always the theme from Goodfather, Godfather. <laughs> I love That's very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, there it is. Slender Man. Fascinating. It is, un- honestly, the human aspect of this really is totally completely interesting. Yeah, and I right? would assume this is going to happen again, right? Like, I would I would I mean, guess I, this history will repeat. I don't know. I don't I mean, think not with so. Slender Man, but oh. with, some other, with some other form, with the, oh, some yeah. other, you know, thing. So how humanity I mean, goes. Knows? This is just the new, this is just the newest monster that, that humanity has created. Yeah, I mean, now we have QAnon. Ways, I was QAnon, scared. QAnon <laughs> is like, a, is like, is this, it is yeah, just fuck. as real as yeah. Slender Man, and well, people are getting killed for it, and yeah. eventually yeah. QAnon will be, like, you could see it cryptidize like as time goes if it continues to go over the years more and more people think that QAnon is just like a person that exists somewhere and not a collective of 15 year olds trolling 
boomers. QAnon has just become the new deep state. It is unbelievable. That's the thing with the minds of the adult. I think that's what's so much worse. Yeah. I can give the kids a pass. Yes. I mean, for me, it was Pennywise the Clown. Yeah. I was truly horrified of Pennywise the Clown. I was too. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. Totally worked. Yeah. I, you know? was, Candyman. I was Candyman. deeply frozen with fear about Bloody Mary yeah. as a little boy. Mm-hmm. I used to think that I would do it like, like it was intrusive thoughts. It was like my first instance of intrusive thoughts where I thought that like I'd go in the bathroom and that my mind would just, I would just make myself say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And you would, and almost, would, and you would see her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Um, so I get it, man. I get a 12-year-old going online and the thing that they have the ability to is have a full lore right in front of them like slender and you're building it too i totally yeah. get this yeah you it's can like d- the erector set of of cryptids yeah you like you just get to, to build it yeah. yeah exactly so you can be a part of it we never got to be a part of it because we were not in the room when we when they wrote it or created it no and then you read the book and you found out all those kids had sex with each other too. <laughs> that was that's why i don't read any books that are based off of movies all right so thank you all so much for watching. That's a classic Kissel joke. This is listening. You also said watching. This is, it's, you gotta... No, I said, oh, yes, thank you for listening. This is an audio. Well, unless you're staring at their phone, just watching, I don't know what, what they're doing. The, the minutes go? That would know. be so scary. Don't listen to the podcast like that. I've done Honestly, it. I've just stared at, I've stared at a logo. I do, I do just Sometimes, I don't know. Uh, I get overstimulated, you know? Huh. There's a lot of stimulation out there. Um, all right, everyone. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And let's see. So let's talk about merch. We got some kick-ass new merch. New, uh, uh, our new fan art. Yes. Like, go check it out. It is on lastpodcastmerch.com. Absolutely. And, of course, we also have all the shows on the Last Podcast Network. We kind of got a a revamped website there. Hopefully, it's a little easier to click around and find what you like. We have... All of we our have bullshit. so much fun stuff. And also- the, f- the fan art t-shirt comes from Alayalto at IG. That is Alexandra Runyon at A-L-L-A-Y-A-L-T-O. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And don't forget that the pre-order on that shirt, that shirt is only going to be available until July 31st. So if you want to get your Hellish Rebuke shirt, get it soon because it won't be available for long. Hellish Rebuke! Uh, yeah, and we got the Kind of Fun shirt. We got the Top Bat shirt. We got a whole bunch of shirts out there. You got to start pushing that Kind of Fun merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you can? Are you our manager? P- Thank push you. that merch. I know I'm supposed to push the merch. I'm pushing right now. <laughs> oh, no, he's pooping. <laughs> Is that Slender Man? And don't forget to go buy your No Dogs in Space shirt if you want to buy the yes. shirt, but don't buy the shirt until you listen to the show. This week, uh, we're on part two of The Cramps, part two of a three-part series. I know our spooky people out there in last podcast land love The Cramps, so come on well, and listen. Well, you know, I actually have been known to buy the shirt for- first and then force myself to watch the movie or watch The Wrestler. <laughs> I, I'm have, like, I, I have, have totally done that. done that and I'm like I'm going to be a poser unless I see this and I then have... sometimes you realize that it's not great but... <laughs> sometimes you find out that like a horror movie shirt of a movie you haven't heard of the reason why you didn't watch it is because the image on the shirt comes from the only good scene in the film yeah always you know what I mean it's like it's the one iconic thing that you could wring out of the movie so then it becomes the only thing that goes on a shirt but honestly I have to watch the movie before I buy the shirt yeah I would rent any movie that had, do you remember when they would have that plastic film and they would have the fake blood? Oh, yeah. In, on the VHS. Yeah. I would rent any movie that had any flair to it. It was always dog shit. Always. <laughs> yeah, he spent all know. the money on marketing. 
Exactly. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We also have uh, a Patreon. We got a new interview this week. So thanks so much for giving to our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, hope you're doing as well as you can in these trying times. We'll continue to truck through 2020. Hell, man, we're over halfway done. Yep. And we are gonna we're gonna get through this as always. Yep. And if I uh, may give a small apology to the people of Lubbock, sorry, we're not going to be able to make it back next year. But we yeah. will have a belt fight scheduled for 2022, uh, and it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Maybe if Lubbock would buy pre-sale tickets, then Marcus, would be you able just to- apologized, <laughs> and now you have to apologize <laughs> to them again. You, okay, you walked okay. back the apology. I, I know. I, I well, I know what it's like to live in Lubbock and and to not have uh, people come because you know the rest of Lubbock ain't quite into it. Uh, but yeah, we hope to see you in all the other Texas uh, dates that we do. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for supporting us in the first place. Wow, Marcus, the amount of passion. <laughs> all right, I, everyone. I, I have thank a lot. You. I have a. Oh, it's not. Like Lubbock has just finally rejected me for the last time. It's not like that. It's not like you that did at all. I didn't it's do this. Like, he it's not like this. a rejection that Texas has made of me. My entire fucking I, life is finally Christ. in a concrete form in the sales of do not in the way, guys the of low ticket sales and someone get oh, the net. Text me. Get the net. Honestly, get the net. <laughs> Lubbock, you made us get the net. Hey, Lubbock's the, Lubbock's the reason why the net first came out way yeah, back in two thousand six. Yeah, that's why the net got fucking braided. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, everyone. We love you. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Geen. Magustulations, everyone. Hail me. Hey. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And hail the Skungili man. Skungili man? No, we shouldn't hail him. We should We should be very hesitant to allow the Skungili man to get total hold. <laughs> Something's grabbing my Johnson. <laughs> it's the Skungili man. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real, but Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, 0 to 2 grams net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at Hero.co with code Hero10 at checkout. That's Hero10 at H-E-R-O dot C-O.